Hello and welcome to Crafting a Revolution, the podcast. My name is Katie Freeman and I'm your host. I am bringing you interviews every Wednesday and Friday of female and non-binary makers of all kinds from all over the world. Today's guest is Adriana of Texas DIY Mama. Um, Adriana really has a pretty great journey and story into kind of the DIY and woodworking world, starting with just being fascinated um, with her uncles and using tools and being finished carpenters uh, growing up. So that kind of really sparked her interest and got her into this world. Um, so I know you're going to really enjoy this interview. Before we hop on into it, though, with Adriana, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the Revolution Pod Squad over on Patreon. So thank you so much, Annette, 513 Woodworks, Katie Thompson, Women of Woodworking, Kevin, Lefty's Workshop, Christy, Twisted Twine, Jeremy, Jeremy Spies, Sammy, Go Sammy Lee, Sven, Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel, Moody Makes, Bonnie, Tool Mom, Bonnie, ToolMomStore.com, Laura, Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou, Brandy, Studio Obey, Lee, The Rainbow Carver, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your ongoing and continued support, helping me to produce two episodes a week, every week. If you would like your name to be added to the list at the start of every episode, you certainly can have that done. Just go to patreon.com forward slash crafting a revolution and check out the different tiers over there and how you can join up with the revolution pod squad. And a note on that, uh, since the uh, name change and new um, logo art has been completed. There will be new stickers and new t-shirts coming out for those over on Patreon. So just keep that in mind as we're going forward here. I hope to get those uh, going very shortly. All right, with no further ado, here's Adriana of Texas DIY Mama. All right, um, well, I like to start by having my guests introduce themselves. So would you please do that for me? Sure. So my name is Adriana and I am the content creator behind Texas DIY Mama. Um, I am a mom and a wife. I have two young kids. I have a five-year-old and a four-year-old. So lots of fun right now. <laughs> oh my goodness. Are they... <laughs> Are they uh, Irish twins, as in less than a year apart, or? No, no, they're actually 19 months apart. Um, okay. So there is, you know, they are close together, but not too close together. Um, so for a few months there, you know, they're four and five and, you know, three and four and whatnot. Right, so. right. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. it's, it's um, but my oldest is autistic. So, you know, developmentally, he, I feel like they're almost at about the same mm -hmm. level, you know? Um, so yeah, lots of fun, lots of <laughs> pulling, pulling them off furniture, you know, climbing mm -hmm. all the things. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's a constant conversation in my house as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well mine are a little bit old. My youngest is five and a half. And, mm -hmm. uh, so she just started 
today was her first day of kindergarten. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's both excited and nervous. I'm sure there will be so much to talk about when we get home tonight. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to start with a pretty, I guess, like kind of broad question, which is I really just want to, you know, know more about your story like you know where'd you grow up and and from there to like how'd you get to being the content creator behind you know <laughs> DIY mom uh-huh. so I was actually born in Mexico um we moved here when I was about four so you know I didn't know a lick of English at all and you know I started kindergarten shortly after we moved which was kind of scary because I remember crying every single day the first week of school <laughs> because I couldn't, I didn't understand what anybody was telling me. I had one little friend that was also Mexican um, that spoke both English and Spanish. So she was like my only friend at the beginning. But, you know, I think like most kids, after a couple of weeks, I started picking it up and, you know, and then I was fine. But that whole transition, like mm -hmm. the whole culture shock, you know, for me as a young little girl. Um, it, it was it was pretty rough. <laughs> and then um, I think I want to say probably so. OK, so we moved here with my mom and my sister. So my mom became a single parent um, and we lived with family when we first got here. And, you know, I'm Mexican, so I have a lot of uncles and sisters. I mean, uncles and, and, and aunts you know, and cousins. And so, you know, we were staying with family. A lot of my mom's brothers, well, actually all of them were or are still uh, finished carpenters mm. and all of her sisters clean houses, you know, so I come from very, very humble beginnings. Um, and I remember, you know, growing up. So in Mexican culture, you know, it's like the, the woman does the cooking, the cleaning, you know, taking care of the kids and all those, all those things. And so, but my mom had to play both roles. You know what I mean? So she had to like work. I remember her working a lot. So a lot of times um, we had like cousins taking us to school or aunts and uncles, you know, and whatnot. Like it was kind of like a whole village, you know, that mm -hmm. was helping to raise us. And um, and actually my my dad's brother, he ended up coming to the States a few years after we came and he ended living with us. Um, my mom knew him like she met him he was like a young kid and then he came here and so he moved in with us he decided to stay and he was also a finished carpenter um i think that was just the easy path to go for for everybody who came mm -hmm. to the states you know and so i remember he him and i were very close and i loved going out you know into our little patio with him you know he had that's back then you know he would um make you know miter boxes mm -hmm. like he he you know he would um I remember him using like the handsaw and making like the angles and all these things and I remember I loved it I would go out there with him and just sit there and just watch him you know and he would use his drill and all these things and so I started becoming interested in actually in learning about his tools you know and I remember he would let me you know help him like he would <laughs> let me you know play with his drill and you know all these things and um and I remember my mom didn't like it <laughs> because, <laughs> because in her mind, like she wanted me inside, you know, learning to cook with my sister, you know, mm -hmm. and doing all the things that, you know, a good little Mexican girl would know how to do. 
Um, but I didn't want to, I wanted to be outside with my uncle. And so as I got older, um, again, because, you know, my uncle, he moved on, he got married, you know, he started his own family. And so it was just the three of us, just my mom, my sister and I. And so again, since my mom worked so much stuff would happen in the house, like a cabinet hinge would come loose or, you know, um, something like a piece of furniture would break or whatever. And there was nobody to fix it for us. It was just us, you mm-hmm. know? And my uncle, he had actually left behind like a box of like random extra tools. I mean, anything from like screwdrivers. I remember like there was like a, a spade drill bit in there, you know? And I was like, whoa, what can I use this for, you know? <laughs> and so I remember, you know, I was, I started saying, you know what? I can fix this. I know how to use the screwdriver, you know? And I know how to use, you know, this and that. And so then I started fixing stuff around the house. And if, you know, if we would buy furniture, I was the one that would put it together, you know? And so that's, that's where like, I started my love for just like tools and putting things together. You know, that's where it started. Um, And then as I got older, when I, when I got into college, um, you know, I told my mom, I said, mom, I want to drill. And she was like, what do you, what do you need a drill for? You know, I said, well, because there's all sorts of things that I could use it for. You know, I could use it like to hang my picture frames, you know, to do just random stuff like fix cabinet hinges, you know, or whatever. And so, you know, she was kind of reluctant. Um, and actually a family friend ended up giving me my first drill. And I remember, you know, because all my, my uncles, again, they were Finnish carpenters. And I remember I had, actually, I had this cousin that was also a Finnish carpenter and we would talk all the time. And I remember him telling me, you know, we would talk about tools because I would ask him questions and stuff. And I remember him telling me, okay, if you're going to get a drill, it's got to be either a Makita or a DeWalt. Don't get any other brand, you know? And so in my mind, I was like, okay, it's like, I feel like he was kind of like brainwashing me, you know? (laughs) So, so yeah. So when I asked, you know, my mom for a drill, I said, I need it to be a Makita drill. You know, my mom had no idea what, you know, Makita was. I mean, she barely knew what a drill was, you know? And so, you know, this friend ended up getting me a Makita drill. And so I did all sorts of things with that drill. Like I loved using it. I wanted to use it for everything. Um, And then, you know, um, I ended up going, because I moved away to college. So I had my drill with me and did all sorts of work with my drill. I moved back home. And when I moved back home after college, um, my uncle, he actually runs a finished carpentry business. So he asked me to come work for him, um, you know, more on an administrative level. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said, okay, sure. And then that's where like, I, my eyes were open, you know, because it's like, I learned about, you know, different types of trim and, you know, um, about doors and, you know, hardware and all of these things. It was, I mean, I seriously, I loved it. It was for me, it was like a kid at Disney, you know, like learning about all these things, you know, I loved, loved it. Um, and so since, you know, when I learned all of those things, Again, you know, I have my uncles talking to me in the back of my head, like, okay, if you're going to get tools, this is the brand you got to go with, you know? So that's how I started, you know, like in my mind, like planning, like, oh, eventually, like I want to actually do hands-on because I knew like what was happening behind the scenes, like 
you know, you bought the material, you would prep it at the shop, then you would ship it out to the job site for the installers to work. And I actually, I started doing, you know, project managing. So I would go to the job sites, you know, I would order the materials, make sure everything, you know, was ready for the installers to go and whatnot. But I wasn't actually doing the work. Mm -hmm. And so, but I was like, I want to, I want to learn how to do this, you know? And so, Eventually, I actually ended up um, leaving that job because I decided to change my uh, degree or actually get another degree. I ended up going into nursing. And so I kind of abandoned that for many years. But then when I got married and when we bought our first house, that's when I was like, okay, if I'm going to do it, now I can do it because this is my house. I can do whatever I want to it. And so I, I kind of started just DIYing like a lot of like, you know, painting. Mm -hmm. Um, I changed, you know, the color I painted, you know, our bedroom, I, um, painted my kids' nurseries, you know, all of those things. Um, but I want to say about a year, I think it's been a little over a year. That's when I bought my first miter saw. And after that, it was like, okay, now I really, I felt like I could do anything. And so that's, you know, I actually started posting some of my stuff that I was doing on my Facebook. And I remember, um, because again, you know, it's like everybody, they knew that I was a nurse and whatnot. Nobody ever saw, like I was younger. There was no Facebook. I mean, there was, mm -hmm. I think Facebook came out like around the time I was like in college or something, you know? So people didn't know that I was doing these things. I wasn't posting about it. And then I started posting it when I moved into my house, which we've lived here for eight years. So, um, so friends and family were like, what, like you can, you know how to do those things, you know, and a lot of it was trial and error, you know, you kind of pick up things along the way. And, um, and so I think like, you know, since there was, I was getting such a like positive response and reaction from all these pictures that I was posting. And I thought to myself, like, you know what, maybe I should start a blog or maybe I should like something easier. Cause I just didn't feel like I had at the time. I mean, I already had both my kids and whatnot. I was a mom, you know? And so I thought, okay, well, what if I just open an Instagram, you know? Um, because I felt like a lot of my DIY was starting to take over my Facebook and my Instagram. Mm -hmm. And again, because I am, um, an autism mom, you know, we don't live very close to a lot of family. So a lot of my family doesn't see my son's progress. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted my personal Instagram and Facebook to be more about my family where I shared about my son and his progress and whatnot. And I felt like DIY was taking it over. And so I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to open a separate account and to see what happens. You know, I had no idea <laughs> everything like content creation, like, you know, you, your feed, what it, you want it to look like, you know, you could get sponsorships. Like I, I didn't know any of that. So I would just, you know, post my pictures. Hey makers. So today's podcast episode is sponsored in part by Alicia Van Osdahl, who is the owner of Basil Blue Design Company. Alicia is a maker of all things, really. Her focus is on beautiful craftsmanship through woodworking, repurposing, refinishing art and sculpture. Her background includes 30 years of graphic design, logos, and branding. If you have an idea or concept that and need a creative solution or graphic design, you can email Alicia directly at Alicia, and that is A-L-I-C-I-A, -I -I at Basil 
www.basilblue.com or you can visit her website at www.basilblue.com. And fun fact, uh, Alicia actually designed the logo for Crafting Revolution. So that is an example of the impeccable work you can expect if that is something you are in the market for. So be sure to look up Alicia again at her website, basilblue.com. All right, let's get back into the action. And I remember, you know, as I started spending more time on all of these other DIY accounts and started seeing like, oh, you know, this is how you post, like you want to do the after picture and then do the before, you know, so you can get a, a better, you know, captivate more <laughs> of the, of your audience, you know, I didn't know any of that. And so when I started learning that, you know, I was like, oh, like, okay, I see it. I get it. You know, started picking up stuff about content creation along the way. And then I decided, you know what? why not go for it? You know, if I'm already doing this, you know, I, I'm going to post pictures anyway, I'm going to do the DIY anyway. Sure. Like I want to learn how to do this, you know? So then that's, that's basically how like this whole account came to be <laughs> because, <laughs> because it started out as kind of like, Oh, this is just something I want to do for my home, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm here, like my friends and family, look what I did, you know? But then it became something like, oh, wow, you know, there's a community, like, there's, you know, there's a lot of people who I feel, because I mean, for me, I get a lot of inspiration from watching others mm -hmm. doing their DIY. And I thought to myself, like, maybe people look at like that to me and my account, you know, so it's like, what am I bringing a value to someone who would be interested in DIY? Like, who am I? Who's my audience, you know? And so mm -hmm. that's when, when I started just kind of changing like the way I posted and what I shared in stories and whatnot. And, and now here we are. <laughs> <laughs> is this, is this your like full-time work now? Yeah. I mean, I don't, it's my full-time as in like, I don't have any other job other than mm -hmm. I watch my kids. Right. Um, I don't do nursing anymore. Um, I actually, I worked up until my youngest, um, right before she was born. That's the last time I worked. Um, I decided to abandon my nursing career at, or at least put it on pause for now, because especially when we found out that um, our oldest was on the spectrum. Um, and so really my full-time job is being a mom, but content creation is what I use kind of like as, you know, as my outlet, because mm -hmm. I will say like one of the things that was really hard for me when I found out that my child was autistic and we had a diagnosis, I think was just like accepting that that's what it was. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? And so I was obviously, you know, I was devastated, you know, it's like you think, you know, and, and again, I, I have, I worked with adults because I, you know, I'm a nurse. So I worked with adults my whole nursing career. And so the little bit that I knew about autism was just what I had read in nursing school. Mm -hmm. um, and so the, you know, when we had a diagnosis for me, it was like, oh my goodness, like my life is going to change. It's going to be hard, you know, this and this, like you think all of these worst case scenarios, you know? And, um, and so I needed something like, what am I going to do for me? Like something that where I could think where I felt like, I mean, cause I do think in general, you know, when you're a nurse, one of the, the biggest satisfactions you get is from knowing that you made a difference in someone's life and you helped them get better, you know? And I felt like with my son, there was little, very little hope for that. 
So I needed to do something that I felt I could fix or I could make better. And I think that's why DIY for me, that's, it gave me that, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so, yeah, so, so that's why, like, I don't DIY like for a living per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have gotten some sponsorships. Um, my biggest and proudest sponsorship is I just worked with Home Depot on a project. Um, but other than that, I'm not full-time into this really, Mm -hmm. you know, because, you know, my children come first and obviously my son. Um, and so, but yes, but DIY for me is what helps me get through a lot of the hardships that come with parenting an autistic child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, to me, it makes complete sense. Um, when you have situations in life that you have no control over, it's nice to have something that you have complete control over. Yes. For the yes. most part. There's mm-hmm. usually always something still with a project that comes up that's <laughs> unexpected, but, <Yeah. laughs> but I mean, we still are able to fix it, right? It's not, yes. um, it's not something that we still have absolutely no control over. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, you're talking a bit about like kind of growing up in the I guess, like the cultural expectations of, um, you know, what, I guess what you were expected to do. Mm-hmm. What's that been, been like to, I guess, kind of break away from that or, um, you know, go beyond those expectations? So I think I've actually had a really great experience. Um, I think you know, um, working with my uncle helped a lot. Um, my, I never felt while working with my uncle, I never felt like, oh no, like I'm a girl, like I shouldn't be doing this, you know? Nope. Um, he actually, um, was very encouraging, excuse me, very encouraging. Um, I remember when I first started working with him, he told me, he said, look, um, I just want you to know you know, once you start going out in the field with me, because, you know, he mentored Mm -hmm. me and he taught me and whatnot. He said, you know, this is, it's a man's world. That's it's construction. You know, Mm -hmm. you're going to meet all sorts of people, you know, you're going to meet people at job sites that are going to look at you and think like, you don't know what you're doing. Um, You're probably going to get a lot of cat calling from the workers that see you walking the job site. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you ever have any issue with anybody, you let me know, you know, um, and I, and I do think I feel because a lot of all his workers actually really respected him. And so um, he actually would, when he would introduce me, you know, to like contractors and whatnot, he would always introduce me as his daughter. Mm. So everybody thought that he was my dad, you know, and, and so I think like that that would change the way they would, you know, address mm-hmm. me and talk to me and whatnot. Um, I, and I knew, cause you know, my mom, again, she was a single mom. So she, she, she raised us to be really strong. And right. so I, I was never intimidated, even though, yes, I remember like walking job sites and, you know, um, you know, for example, if the contractor would be there, I would say, Hey, you know, I have questions about this or whatever. And at first it was like, who are you? Like, mm-hmm. And what are you doing here? You know, um, 
And then, you know, somebody would be like, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's, um, my uncle's name is, is Juan. So it'd be like, oh, that's Juan's daughter. And so it's like all of a sudden like, oh, okay. So what, what can I help you with? You know? Mm-hmm. So, so I didn't, I never felt like I didn't belong. And I think because again, because my uncle was always very encouraging. Um, now, <clears throat> um, I think in general, like my family, when I started my DIY account, my, my family, a lot of my family was kind of shocked. Like what, you know how to do that? You know how to use a miter saw? What, what? Mm-hmm. where'd you learn that? You know? <laughs> um, but overall, like, <clears throat> excuse me. I always like the challenge. I always like the challenge. Um, especially, I think it just feels good. You know, you walk onto mm-hmm. a site and people expect like, Oh, look at this girl wearing makeup and her hair done. What does she know about construction? You know, but for me, it was like, I know my stuff. Let's sit down and talk about it. You know? Um, so it was something that I enjoyed to do. Mm -hmm. Did it, I mean, did it take a, a good amount of time though, to gain, I guess, your own respect without it being borrowed? Yeah, I think so. I think at the beginning, um, because yeah, at the beginning, it was a huge learning curve for me, you mm-hmm. know, learning all of the materials. I mean, you know, people who do this for a living, like they'll walk onto a site and they'll look at like the different profiles of the trim and they're you know, like, oh, that's this, this profile and that's this, and this is this material, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't know any of that stuff mm-hmm. at the beginning, you know? So what my uncle did is he, he literally, so it, this was in California, in California, Southern California, there's, um, there's a big company that's called L&L and they supply a lot of trim and, you know, doors and whatnot. Mm -hmm. He, he gave me, literally gave me a catalog that has thousands of products in it. And he said, okay, you need to learn all of these things. And so, and again, I was very motivated because I was like, I am going to learn all these things, you know? So, so I did, like, I went through the book and I think for me, because I'm always, you know, I like making the connection like, okay, this is what the textbook is. This is what real life is. Mm-hmm. And so making that connection, when I started going on the job sites, you know, it was kind of like, Oh, I know what that one is, you know, and whatnot. And so I think at the beginning, yes, it took a little while because I felt like I was, I was so new. I was learning mm-hmm. so much, you know? Um, but it didn't take very long. I want to say it took um, probably about six months um, for me to like learn most of the things and the processes of how, it, how, how the company worked pretty much. Um, <clears throat> and what helped too is my uncle had, because he was busy. I mean, he was, he's the, the owner, right. <clears throat> excuse me. So he didn't always have time to like teach me everything, but he had a manager, a project manager that was like, one of the most patient men I've ever met. He would sit down with me and like teach me processes. Like he would be like, okay, when you're ordering this and we're talking about needing this, this is what it is, you know? And so that really helped. And I think after a while, like, because I knew my stuff, because I, I mean, I loved being in the environment. Then I, you know, I could stand my own. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, Pod Squad. This week's episode is brought to you in part by the Empowered Makers Online Festival. What is that, you may ask? Well, it is a totally free DIY party designed to inspire, empower, and educate. 
so that you can stop that Pinterest scroll and be the powerhouse DIYing woman that you're totally capable of being. During this four-day online event, you'll hear exclusive presentations from 12 incredible women, DIYers, and craftswomen covering topics like beginner electrical work, how to flip furniture, making time for DIY, and so much more. If you're ready to stop just dreaming about DIY and making and start taking some big freaking action, join us from September 27th through 30th for the Empowered Makers Online Festival. Can't wait to see what you create after this event. To register, just head on over to empoweredmakers.com forward slash revolution. Again, that is empoweredmakers.com forward slash revolution. I can tell you I am one of those 12 presenters, and this is a totally free event. So head on over to empoweredmakers.com forward slash revolution and join us from the 27th through the 30th of this month. All right, let's head back on into the episode. So I have to ask them, like, why leave that to go pursue nursing? So, okay, so my first degree was in accounting, and then I got a master's in business administration. Um, And I love, because I love numbers, you know, I love, I love accounting in general. Um, But what, what started happening is, again, because it is a man's world, okay, so I was working a ton. I was working like 60 hours a week, you know, anywhere from 60 to 70 hours per week, Monday through Friday. Sometimes I would go in on weekends, on Sundays. Um, And at the end of the day and at the end of the week, I started feeling like, okay, it doesn't matter how many hours I work. There's always work. It's like never ending. And then I started thinking, because by, at this point I was in my mid twenties. So I started thinking like, okay, you know what? If I ever want to get married, if I ever want to have kids, when when am I going to have the time to spend with my family? If this is the way work is, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so that's when I started thinking like, you know what? I don't know that I could sustain this for very long and be happy and feel like I'm being a good wife and a good mom, especially, especially, you know, being a mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's when I started thinking like, you know what, maybe, maybe this isn't the direction that I want to go. When I was in uh, business school, I had actually thought about going into nursing because one of the things that really attracted me about nursing in the first place was, um, you know, we, when my grandparents were alive, they were very sick, especially my grandpa. My grandpa was a a coal miner back Mm -hmm. in in Mexico. And so he had what they call coal miners lung. So COPD, you know, Mm -hmm. always had all sorts of issues. Um, He developed a lot of heart issues. And so a lot of like respiratory problems. So he was, especially during the last years of his life, he was in and out of the hospital. And, you know, and I I think, you know, just in our culture, like if someone is at the hospital from our family, everybody is there. Like the immediate, the immediate family, 
Oh, sorry about that. Let me put it on do not disturb and I lost. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find you. I can't find you. <laughs> okay, there you are. Okay. okay. <laughs> sorry about that. No problem. So, anyways, um, I had, you know, we we were he was always in and out of the hospital. We were always there. All of us. And so one of the things that that we would do as a family is we would take turns staying with him because some of the nurses didn't speak English. I mean, didn't speak Spanish. He didn't mm -hmm. speak any English. And so I remember, you know, sometimes it would be my turn. I would spend the night at the hospital with him. And I remember I would always um, think, you know, I would see the nurses doing, you know, their nursing or whatever. And I always thought like, you know what, that must be such a satisfying job, you know, but I felt like, okay, I don't know that I could do it. Mm -hmm. You know, after my grandfather passed away, he passed away while I was in college while I was getting my master's, you know, it, I, I, that sparked that in me, you mm -hmm. know, I thought to myself, like, you know what, I would want to help somebody's family member the way those nurses cared for my grandpa, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to, you know, patients who speak no English, you know, I mean, even if you speak English, you go to the hospital, it's like, you're in the ICU, it's scary. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? when you don't understand the language, it's even worse, you mm -hmm. know? And so for me, like, I thought to myself, like, you know what, I want to make a difference in somebody's life, you know, business, the business world and construction and all of those things. I loved it, but I just felt like it didn't matter how much I gave. I, it, it wasn't make, I wasn't making a difference to anybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I wanted to make a difference to someone. And so that's when I decided, okay, you know what? I'm still, I'm young, I'm single. You know, I, I can do whatever I want right now. If I'm going to do it, I need to do it now. Like, I don't want to look back and regret, you know, what, that I didn't do it. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it now. And so I remember talking to my mom and telling her, you know, mom, I think I want to go back to school. You know, I think I want to try nursing. And she was all about it. She said, yes, I think that's great. You know, whatever you need, you know, we'll do it together, you know, this and this. So, so yeah, so I ended up going back to nursing um, and I finished. Um, I actually met my husband while I was in nursing school. <laughs> um, so, you know, it ended up, it ended up working out um, and, and yeah. And then, you know, we, we got married, um, we moved and um and then I worked and I loved it. I loved it. Um, but again, you know, after, after I had my kids and especially after my son, I decided, you know what, it's, I need to put my career on hold, which was actually really hard. I mean, I cried <laughs> because I loved nursing. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Um, I still love it, but I just felt like, okay, my family needs me right now. I can always go back, you know, and now I'm like, I would love to go back, probably not on a full-time basis. Um, mm -hmm. like probably like a, a, a per diem, they say, they call it. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I also <laughs> love woodworking and I love DIY stuff. So for, for now, I'm happy doing that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, so what's the, what are the projects, I guess, you like that give you the most joy to do around the house? Um, I want to say 
you know, for the most part, the projects where, where I transform something, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like where this is what it used to look like. This is what it looks like now. And I did that. You know what I mean? Um, I think one of the most satisfying projects in general is our furniture flips. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, and, and I think it's hilarious because, okay, my, my husband, he's one of those people that like, he doesn't see potential. He sees it the way it is. And he's like, what are you going to do with this? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And so I think for me, that's, you know, one of the things that's the most satisfying, like, oh, you wait, I'm going to transform this. You wait and see what it's going to look like, you know? And so I think, um, those for me are some of the funnest projects. Um, is, you know, cause you take something and you make it into something completely different, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just transformations in general. Um, one of the things that I do want to do a little bit more of is, um, like woodworking stuff, like, you know, joinery, you know, and all those things, all, all those things, I feel like, again, you know, as, as a carpenter, like we don't appreciate when we look at a piece of furniture, a lot of people don't appreciate, like if there is complicated joinery and Mm -hmm. whatnot, they just see the piece of furniture. But I think now that I've been doing this for a while, now I appreciate it. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's like amazing, like craftsmanship right there. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like, that's something that I want to start trying. Um, you know, everything, I feel like everything in, in DIY and in woodworking is like, you kind of just try, you, you, you learn by trying, you know? Yep. And so that's one of the things that I do look forward to getting a little bit more into. Um, I have a cousin that I had, you know, I had, I didn't even know, but he works for a lumber yard and um, I live in Texas. You know, most of my, my mom's family lives in California. So when I went out there a few months ago, you know, he said, Hey, you should come pay me a visit, you know, at, at, at my job. So I was like, okay, sure. You know, and he took me through all, you know, through the whole place, pretty much. He showed me all the different species of wood and whatnot. And I was like, this is amazing, you know, and he, he was like, here, you want a piece of zebra wood here, take this one. <laughs> you want some, some oak here's, here's the white oak, you know, blah, blah. So, you know, all of those, all, I, I think that, field trip, we called it, you know, um, just like ignited this new, like passion in me, like, Oh, okay. I I want to do this. You Mm -hmm. know, I want to give, give it, you know, give it a try. Um, I, you know, I still haven't because I have other things that I've been working on, but that's definitely something on my list that I'm like, I want to do something like a little more advanced, more like woodworking type of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's always like a, I like watching that transition for people's, um, especially women when it's like going from kind of like construction lumber furniture making to hardwood furniture making. Yes. Um, you know, it's just I don't know, so much more goes into it. Uh, yes. There's like a lot of work you have to do, you know, for breaking down lumber and stuff like that. Um, but it's fun to watch because it does seem to, I don't know, like open up things a little bit more, like give you more mm-hmm. options, um, yes. you know, to do, to do stuff with, um, 
What's what's been your biggest project you've done? Hey makers, today's episode is sponsored in part by toolmomstore.com. At toolmomstore.com, you can find any and all tool-based merchandise for all genders, all sizes. They've got mugs, they've got shirts, all kinds of cool stuff. I have uh, one of the shirts myself that has the uh, hashtag woodworker on it. And I also have a couple of the mugs that define what and who is a tool chick. So super excited with the merchandise that I have. I know that you will be satisfied as well. Um, and also great discount for those of you who listen to the podcast at checkout. If you enter the code maker mom, you will get a 20% discount off any of the merchandise that you buy. So that's just toolmomstore.com. All right, let's head back into the action. Um, I want to say the, the biggest one is probably the one that I just did with Home Depot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you've heard of like this, the one room challenge that, mm-hmm. you know, from Better Homes and Gardens. So <clears throat> I was going to do the one room challenge. I've done one. And so this, I did the one in the fall of last year, the one for the spring, I was going to do it. But there was, you know, there was a few delays, like we needed to change the carpet in the area and, you know, COVID, like everything is like mm-hmm. behind and whatnot. So we couldn't get the carpet in time and whatnot. So I had to just abandon that idea. Um, and so then I had, I actually uh, had applied with Home Depot. You know, I pitched them the project. It's a, you know, a playroom that we're redoing or that I'm mm-hmm. redoing. And so one of the things that, you know, that I wanted to, to build was a loft bed for my kids because a lot of, so that playroom became their playroom but it was more of a like, okay, this is too big to fit anywhere else. Let's just put it in there, you know? Right. Yeah. So it was just, it was full of, you know, just toys and they were outgrowing a lot of them. We had this little indoor playground that, you know, my son, he's, um, he's over 50 pounds now. So the little playground was like for toddlers. And mm-hmm. I was like, he's going to break that wood. No, we need to get rid of it. So it's just like, I was like, I, they just, they just need a better, a better space, you know? And so you know, I had told my husband, I said, Hey, I want to get them a loft bed because one of the things, especially my son, you know, he, he likes a lot of autistic children. They love like enclosed small spaces. So Mm -hmm. like, if we ever go to the store, like if we go to Costco, my son, if he sees like, you know, they have like the racks or whatever, and he sees like a small space in between like the Mm -hmm. applesauce and the jelly or whatever, he wants to go in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I had told my husband, I said, look, I want to make something that has kind of like a little like roof on it or something where he can like go under it, you know, and mm-hmm. feel like he's enclosed and whatnot. Um, I think he would really enjoy that, you know, and maybe like add some lights, you know, um, like color changing lights and whatnot, just something, you know, that would, you know, stimulate him, you know, something he would like because he loves lights. And so, um, so my husband was like, sure. And so when I started looking online, like, I mean, they, they have all sorts of loft beds online, you know, mm-hmm. you can get one at, at Walmart and not, it's not that expensive, but I also felt like, okay, he, him, both him and his sister, they love climbing everything, you know, like how long would something like this last if they're like hanging on it and mm-hmm. climbing it and all of these things? Like, I don't know. 
for $200, how long that's going to last. Me, right, right. You know? And so I actually reached out to, um, to Ty Lynn from Bitterroot DIY. And I said, I said, Hey, Oh, I had seen that she had made some plans for Monica at house of Esperanza for her mm -hmm. son's bed. So I reached out to Ty Lynn and I said, Hey, you know, I saw that you made these plans. This is what I'm looking for. Would you be willing to make some plans for a loft bed for me? Because at that point, I didn't feel like I had enough experience, like in SketchUp or anything like that. I mean, it would just, my, my drawings would literally just be like on a paper. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and my concern was like, if these kids are climbing it and both of them are on top of there, how do I know like the weight, if it's mm -hmm. going to support their weight and all these things. So when I reached out to her, she was like, okay, sure. Yeah, I can make, I can make some plans for you. Um, so she made some plans, you know, we worked on like, okay, this is what I want. I want the ladder here. I want, you know, it's kind of like a little house, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and so, you know, she, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen her plans. It's like super detailed, you know, gives you all the cut lists and all these things. So I went, I got my materials. Um, by then Home Depot reached reached back out to me and said they'd approve my project. And so, mm -hmm. so yeah, so I built this bed. Um, I built this bed and then I wanted a climbing wall on the side to, you know, to just to give them like another option to climb. Mm -hmm. So I built the climbing wall and then um, I, I just added a few other elements um, like sensory stuff. Like I found these little puck lights that change color, like mm -hmm. they have a remote or you can push on them and they change color. Um, and I think that's one of like my proudest DIYs because, you know, I, I, I felt like, okay, this has to be done right or else it's not going to, number one, it's not going to look right. Mm -hmm. And two, it's not going to stand, <laughs> you know, the, mm -hmm. all of the, all of the hanging off of it and whatnot. So, you know, um, there were little details that, that I changed about from Thailand's plans, like, for example, like, instead of just adding extra pieces, you know, I used a router, and mm. I, you know, made a, a, a groove for the slats, you know, and I, um, I did um, some half laps, you know, to, to mount the bed frame, just to give it a look, just because it made me feel better, that mm. it would be sitting in the groove versus it just being, you know, on the side with like the carriage bolts and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's definitely my proudest DIY so far because you know because it's something that my kids can enjoy too mm -hmm. you know it doesn't just look nice but it's something that my kids are actually like enjoying and they love it you know and I think as a mom that's like one of the things that brings you the most joy you know when you see your kids happy and especially if you're building something that makes them happy right so, <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's my proudest <laughs> we did we did a loft bed for um our son for Christmas last year Mm. he didn't <clears throat> I wish he would play in it more because we did the same thing it was uh I mean it's it's not for like sleeping in it's strictly for playing uh-huh on it's down in our finished basement um you know that's been turned into the giant kid jungle gym uh down <laughs> yeah. here but um, <laughs> um but it's a very same thing it's like you know I just wanted something that could grow with them because both of mine I mean my my son's eight and 
my daughter's five and a half now so it's like they're out of the toddler like yes play sets you know that we can have inside so it's like how do we upscale this because I still yes. give them a place um especially with COVID like really oh, a lot yeah. of was like born out of COVID because it's like we can't you know especially uh we're in Iowa so during winter months it's like you know, there's outdoor activities, but it, you're not going to be outdoors for four hours. Like, yes. so <laughs> yeah. I have to give you a place to run off your energy somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Um, what do you, I mean, it sounds like you're looking forward to, you know, probably getting into more like hardwoods and woodworking and furniture and stuff like that. Um, how's your shop space equipped now so you know I have I have we have a three-car garage and we only use two of the spaces so the third the third space is where I have all of my all my tools all my stuff um I've so I have pretty much every tool that like major tool that I would need right now um I, you know I have a miter saw I have like a jigsaw and you know, circular saw whatnot um I just got a table saw which was super scary but exciting at the same time <laughs> <laughs> um and and I think for now I'm I'm okay although you know I do wish again because the guidance that I have as far as like buying tools it comes from my uncles and they they're not like they're finished carpenters. There's a difference, right. you know, they're, they're on job sites. So they work with trim and whatnot versus like, uh, I feel like a true, like woodworker, you, the tools are different. The, mm -hmm. Even the brands are different, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, like I'm, I'm, because I have, I'm been, I've been influenced by my family. <laughs> so all my tools are DeWalt. So, I mean, that's, it's not a bad brand. It's a, it's right. a great brand actually, right. but you know, it's not for fine finishes. Mm -hmm. So, so for now, like, I feel like, okay, this is good for me to start to learn. I think once I get better and, you know, if I start getting more serious about like maybe building a, a piece of furniture with hardwoods and whatnot, I think then I'll start looking into like, oh, you know, maybe I should change that table saw for like maybe a saw stop, mm -hmm. you know, something that's a little more for fine finishings, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so for now that, that works for me. Um, I still haven't figured out like a setup. Um, I have my miter saw is on a, it, I have a workstation for it and it's on, on casters so I can move it around. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I actually, uh, again, I got the plans off of, um, Bitterroot DIY. So it's got the wings on it. So it's very, like, I can move it. It's very, very, um, versatile um but and then the the um the table saw is a worksite table saw so I do have the stand mm -hmm. for it so I can also move that around um but I just I feel like one of my biggest challenges is you know like the dust collection you know mm -hmm. because you know you have even if you move your stuff around like you have to take the vacuum, the shop vac, <laughs> wherever you go. Or mm -hmm. um, so I haven't quite figured out, I haven't actually spent time like trying to plan it out better. Right. Right now it works for what I need it. 
Um, but yes, that's definitely a project that I need to, that I'd like to pay a little more attention to because I think that that's a big part of just woodworking in general. Like you have mm -hmm. to have a good setup. You know, you don't want to be like walking from one side to the other, dragging stuff all over the place. Right. Like, you know, it's, it's just easier if you have it in a good, a good setup around you. Um, the, I think the biggest investment that I've made that is, has definitely been worth the money um, was investing in a dustless sander. Mm. So this summer I bought a Merca sander and then I bought the Festool extractor mm -hmm. and you know, everybody who does any sort of DIY carpentry, everybody hates sanding. I hated sanding, you know, <laughs> and now it's like a dream, you know, it's quick. It's, you know, leaves your stuff beautiful, like softer than a baby's bottom, you know, and it cuts down your work time by, I don't know, at least 75%, you know, that has made such a huge difference. And so I think like, and again, I went ahead, ahead and made that investment thinking, you know, okay, I make it now and it's going to last me a long time and I can use it, especially when it comes to working with hardwoods. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's for, for right now, that's what's working for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say most uh, woodworkers tend to eventually get to a point where they say it's worth uh, you cry once, spend the big, <laughs> spend the big money once. And it's worth it because a, you usually, it will last forever. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, most of these tools are made to last the rest of your life if you take good care of them. So yes, you, you know, you only make that purchase once and it's usually just like higher precision and quality versus like, okay, if I buy the $30 sander, right in a year I'm buying another $30 sander like you know yes. it's not meant to last forever mm -hmm. um so we're we're actually getting towards the end of our time together so I want to uh be sure to give you a chance to let people know like how they can find you and follow along with your projects and stuff so I am on Instagram so it's at Texas DIY mama um I am working on starting a blog. Um, I want to say probably the next couple of months um, because I do think that that's good for mm -hmm. um, just to have evergreen, you know, to have it there forever. Um, so look for that. <laughs> okay. And, um, and that's pretty much it. Those two things. But yeah, right now the Instagram, that's my main, mm -hmm. my main platform right now that I'm using. Okay, awesome. And I'll include the link to that in the show notes so people can find you easily. Okay. Uh, and thanks for chatting with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. So again, that was Adriana of Texas DIY Mama. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe, like, comment, leave a review. All of that helps the podcast get discovered by potentially new listeners. And uh, speaking of which, please make sure that you share about this podcast with a friend or two or three. Um, I've shared now for a few weeks that I have a goal of hitting 10,000 downloads in a month by the end of the year. And right now averaging about 2,500 downloads a month. So I've decided to break it down a little bit more instead of trying to make a you know big jump. 
I'm aiming for just 4,000 right now. Let's hit 4,000 downloads in a month, aiming for um, 1,000 downloads in a week. And this week, we are definitely well on our way. So help cross that finish line sitting at 600 downloads right now as I'm recording this um, Tuesday evening. So help get that additional 400 to get that 1,000 downloads this week, and we will be well on our way to hitting 4,000 by the end of September. So um, please and thank you. Yes. All right. When I am not making uh, podcast episodes, you can find me designing and making furniture and other home decor over at freemanfurnishings.com and at Freeman Furnishings across pretty much all of the social media. I am active most frequently over on Instagram almost daily, and that's at Freeman Furnishings. And second to that would be TikTok. So Check me out over on those two platforms. Say, hey, say you found me through the podcast. I love to hear that. And while you're following along with Freeman Furnishings, make sure to follow along with the podcast as well over on Instagram at Crafting Revolution. All right. We are midway through the week. I hope you're having a great week so far and had a great weekend. And as always, let's go craft a revolution. For the toxic masculinity, it's